doing coronavirus well i said as long as you don't have coronavirus i was like how are you doing coronavirus that's just my new greeting that's good i like it oh speaking of i i was just thinking your name you can be like hello you know you don't really need to say the hello laura Ah. be like hello i cannot believe that it took 42 years for someone to bring this to my attention i think that's a good unique greeting for anybody with names that start with lore or low i suppose so all right I be greeting myself i can tell you're not impressed so that's fine no i'm just saying i i don't greet myself so i would i'm not your intended audience you need to I mean, talk to i'm my intended audience talk to yourself sunil <laughs> i do a lot <laughs> i do i wander around my home just mumbling I also a lot of stuff to myself, like a lot, yeah. I do too. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. People always say like, well, as long as you don't answer, like that doesn't make any sense. I'm talking to myself, yeah. I need an answer. Yeah, you want an answer. You're like, should I do this? Nah, I don't think I should do that. Like that's kind of, I have a dialogue with mm-hmm. like, let's say the, the questioning uncertain side of myself and the, uh, the side of myself that has the answers. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a left brain, right brain thing, but it's it's a questioner and answer uh, dilemma. Yep. That's, that's, that's what I learned when I got my psych degree. I thought maybe you knew about that too. I didn't. They okay. left that out. They no, left that out when I got my yeah, degree. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Embrace yourself. Episode number 13. Lucky unlucky, 13. Unlucky Woo-hoo. episode 13. How are you doing today? You have a good uh, Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, this weather, it's been raining, thunderstorming, and that tends to mess with my brain and make it hurt, so. Oh, you know. yeah. Thankfully, I mostly just feel real tired. Like <laughs> migraine know? stuff yeah, happens? Yeah. Is it because of the humidity or the pressures? I think it's the barometric pressure shift. Okay. I think that's really what does it, but it seems. Because so it also happens to me on days when it was like rainy and cold, and the next day it's beautiful. Yeah. On that beautiful day, oh. I'm like, we're going to die. <laughs> oh, it's just the change. It doesn't matter yeah. which direction. Interesting. That's crazy. Um, uh, yeah, so it was uh, indoor day, indoor recess day today. Yes, definitely um, indoor recess yeah. day. I just wanted to, I wanted to mention something. Just, well, I think today's topic is what? Comedy or jokes? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? We both watched these specials. Yes. Um, we watched an Eddie Pepitone special and you watched, uh, we watched the Andy Kindler special. Right. I would like to just put in there that I got to open for Andy Kindler. <laughs> you what? Oh yeah. yeah, we were gonna, yeah, yeah. I was gonna bring that up actually. I think that's awesome. 
one of my favorite comedy memories is, and I wish I remembered which joke, but I was up on stage doing my set and I heard um, Andy Kindler giggling at one of my jokes and that made me so happy. That is so <laughs> cool. That is very, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good memory. Just speaking of memories like that, I, Andy Kindler never saw me do stand up, but um, <laughs> there was one time I was at Kelly's bar and somebody was like, shh, I like this guy right before I was about to start. And like they had seen me before. Yeah. And that was like such a like, like, because nice. I had just gotten on stage, I was just grabbing the mic and stuff, and someone at the bar was like, shh, I like this guy. So I was like, all right, That's this good. crowd is gonna be cool. So, and yeah, it was a good show too. Nice, nice. But um, yeah, I wish Andy Kindler or Eddie Pepitone. So yeah, both of these guys came to town in the last couple few years. Like um, I think 20, 2017, yeah. Andy Kindler was in town. That was when you, you did your show with him. Yeah. I was there, awesome show, amazing show. Um, and then Eddie Pepitone came to the Independent or the yeah. Planet Ant, whatever yeah. it was called at the time. I wish I would have gone. I, I'm kicking myself. I can't remember why. I'm sure the reason I had for not going wasn't good enough. I, really I think didn't. I texted you asking if you were going, but I went to that. I went by myself, but I was able to, you know, I talked to some of the older uh, comics that I know. There's a lot of new comics as well. Every time I go to a thing, I'm like, I don't know any most of these people. Right. But, right. Um, you know, like Kai and Ken and uh, Witzgall. Um, yeah, it was cool. Um, but anyway, I wanted to, because we were talking about this, have you heard this term, un irre irrelevant to our topic today, the cool zone? We've entered the cool zone in, in American history. Not cool society, but the cool zone, no. um, which means it's a time in history that's cool to read about, but not so cool to live through. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I have not heard that expression, but it seems apt. I just read it today. Yeah, I thought it was very apt. Anyway, um, what'd you think of? So let me, I'm just going to give my opinions here. The Pepitone special, I loved. The Andy Kindler special, I was a little less enamored with, but we can talk about why in a minute. But what did you think of both of them? I loved both of them. Yeah. I also didn't watch the Andy Kindler one. I only listened to it. So I don't oh, know. Same here. Okay. Okay. Good. That yeah. say, maybe that's. And I probably didn't really watch Pepitone either. I probably had it on in the background. I wasn't like staring at him doing the set or anything. Huh. Um, but it's like, so before um, we entered the cool zone, um, Kindler was like my favorite, like so good, but it's so like, I'm Andy Kindler and I'm revving up to do some stand-up comedy and it's gonna go, it's gonna go great. Oh, I'm already screwing it up. Oh no, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all just like, it's poking fun at the process of comedy. Yes. Which is good, which is good. But to me right now, it seemed a little like, I couldn't wait to get finished with it. It was just sort of like, this is not doing anything for me in, in the cool zone right now. It's just sort of like irrelevant to life yeah. and, and everything that's happening. Um, whereas the Pepitone special super zoned in on, you know, like 
is very current. Yeah. And it was current last year when he recorded it. Right. And it was even more current this year, except you wouldn't have the taping this year. Oh, because of, you know, Corona, you wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. I, but I totally hear your point. And I'm, I guess for me, with, with Andy Kindler especially, like, I feel like I spend so much of my day just like brooding inside my head about everything that's going on. And so I found it to be a really nice reprieve. Like it was just nice to be able to focus on something that was funny um, and irreverent, but not heavy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Plus he made fun of Bill Maher and that made me happy because fuck Bill Maher. (laughs) God damn, Bill Maher. Who doesn't love a good Bill Maher insult? Yeah, Bill Maher is a piece of shit, but uh, him and Dennis Miller can go to hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, do you, you know Chuck Woolery, right? Host yes. Of, you know how he's a right-wing douchebag, like, I, on Twitter? I recently learned that. Yeah, he was such a terrible, terrible person for, like, years since, like, Trump got elected. He's got, like, a crazy right-wing podcast with somebody oh, that wow. he does. Yeah. And then his son gets COVID and then he deletes his Twitter. He's just like, oh, oops, I was wrong. Like, what is going, why? Why does it take such like personal impact for these idiots to realize things are real? I don't know. It is a serious shortcoming of humanity from what I can tell. Um, Yeah, but- one of the things I keep thinking to myself is as much as this is horrible, because it is horrible, like to look around and to see everything that's happening, even if it's just coronavirus, like if you somehow manage to keep everything else out of the picture. Right. I also am so thankful that I'm not going through this period of time as some bootlicking piece of shit who wants to make sure Target stays standing. You know, like at least I have values and morals that I consider like, you know, like hard one, I guess, considering how like our society is just like, no, capitalism is our religion. You know, like I just feel really thankful, despite the fact that I think it makes it harder and more horrible to like experience. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness that I am the person that I am. Like I am, I just... I don't know. I just, I'm so glad that I'm not that person who's like yelling at the lady at the supermarket because I have special rights to not wear a mask or whatever, you know, all these kinds yeah. of things. Like, yeah, you know, it could or even just being way. like a normie, like uninformed, like, oh, the masks are such a hassle and an infringement, just being dumb. Like, just like, I'm so glad I'm not dumb. You yeah. know, <laughs> like yeah. right now too. Yep. That is yeah. part of it. Yeah. Again, makes it harder in some respects. It does. It makes it way harder to exist, to live, to wake up in the morning and get out of bed. It's so tough. Um, I'm just switching topics. Actually, I'm starting my new job tomorrow. So that's the thing. Yeah. Yes. Good. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. So I have to wake up in the morning. That's why it reminded me of that. It's just like, I do. I have a reason to, to get out of bed tomorrow. Right, right. One that if you don't, you're really going to be starting your job on the wrong foot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sorry, I slept in several hours. Yeah. That doesn't fly. That's not going to fly. 
No, they're going to be like, I think we made a mistake. This guy. Yeah, this guy. Not good. Show up his first day of work. <laughs> but so, yeah. So <clears throat> Eddie Pepitone is just so just, you know, he, he redo, he's redone that shirt joke several times. Yes. <laughs> How'd you get the shirt so fresh? Yes. But it's still so like, cause he changes it a little bit here and there. And I don't know if he always did it this way, but in this last version, it was the, it's not, how'd you get the shirt so fresh, Margaret? It's why, why'd you get the shirt so fresh? Yeah. Um, that was just, just fucking, oh God, that was gold. This whole, yeah. The whole special, I think, really captures the, the zeitgeist. Is that the word? For the yeah, thing? it is the word. I love that word. We're in the cool zone, zeitgeist. Yeah, cool zone, zeitgeist. <laughs> no, you're so right. And that's, I think that's what I, that's what I need right now out of comedy. It's not. Did you watch the Chappelle, Chappelle special? No, and see, I was going to say, like, I specifically chose these two things to watch because these are two of my favorite uh-huh. comedy people. And like I, made a, like, I made a point to go see them. I don't go see things that much. I don't. I'm pretty reclusive. I, if I, especially if I'm not dating anybody, it's just like, what reason do I have to like leave the house by myself? Like it doesn't, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, like, but I wouldn't go see a Chappelle if like a Chappelle came to town. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah. Um, and so, no, I didn't. I didn't. Everyone's like, oh, you got to watch the Chappelle thing and you got to, well, cause that was about the zeitgeist, right? The current. Yes, I mean, the people in the audience have masks on. It was recorded very recently. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, in the last four months or five months or something like that? Okay, I think that's the one my neighbor was trying to tell me about. But, um, so tell me about that. Why, why should I watch it? Should I watch it? I think you should watch it. Um, it's, it's really powerful. It's, some, it's somewhat hard to watch. Um, mostly because it's just fucking raw, just very raw. And, you know, he's, he's really not telling a lot of jokes. Mm. He's mostly just like, hey, this is what I'm thinking right now and what I'm feeling. And like, yeah. I don't know, it just was really, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, no, I mean, that's... I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Is it a real, is it really a comedy special though? Or is it him kind of... He tells some jokes. Okay. But, you know, for the most part, it is him just basically being like, holy shit, what the fuck, you guys. But in a much more eloquent, rageful way that I appreciated tremendously. I felt, sure. I felt it was very cathartic in some respects to watch it. Okay. Well, with your recommendation, I'm going to watch it now because um, I didn't know if I should trust my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Neighbors are they're shady. Gotta be careful. Well, I keep my neighbors out of like my business, I guess, to a to a to a degree. Like they don't know I do this podcast, or they don't know. Like one of them knows I do. I used to do some stand-up comedy. I know he's in a band, but that's about it. Like we don't really, yeah, intermingle. Got it. Um, but yeah, I'll check that out. I don't know. Is there anything else that you've seen lately that um or listened to lately that's mm. worthwhile? Probably. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of just Maria Bamford's albums over and over again. Oh, yeah. Well, she's... I know her whole catalog extremely well. I love 
all of it. She's never made a bad album. Like quite literally, every single album she's made is just amazing. And I find that it's a really good escape for those times where I'm like, my brain is going crazy. I need to focus on something. But if I read one more article about coronavirus or about police brutality, I'm going to have a complete fucking breakdown. Yeah. So that's been very helpful. I but feel yeah. I mean, she, do you do you actually take time out of your like a planned amount of time to be like, I'm going to step away from such and such like news and reading these articles and stuff. And I'm going to focus on Well, you do. You kind of do. You, you play drums once in a while. Right. And that's yep. sort of some, but you don't like put it on your calendar. Like I'm on Wednesday evening. I'm doing this. No, but my therapist says I should. <laughs> oh, that's actually okay. Okay. Yeah. My therapist is like, you need to make time for this. I was thinking about that too, because, well, it started with a conversation about like married couples putting on their, on their calendar when it's time to have sex. I was talking to somebody because they'll be like, yep, have sex with my wife on Thursday, Thursday, Thursday evening, you know, and with how sad that is a little bit and, and kind of, it just got me thinking about like, yeah, how sad it would be maybe to like have to schedule in like, here's the time when I'm not going to be freaking the fuck out. It's going to be Tuesday from two to three. Right. Yeah. And then I can resume normal activity, which is, yeah. It's, I think, I don't know. I think it is helpful to kind of force yourself to have the, do those things. It's hard I agree with me, you. No. It's hard for me to prioritize that stuff ever. Cause basically I'm just like, Oh, you should be doing something quote unquote productive, you know? And then yeah. I just, yeah. But I'm like, oh, this is productive because otherwise I'm going to go run into Jackson Road. Oh, no. <laughs> I, have to, you know, I have to get rid of this. Yeah. Anxiety has to go somewhere. Or Zeeb Road. Is Zeeb Road? The intersection of Jackson and Zeeb. Okay. Shh, don't tell people that. <laughs> They're going to find you. I think it's a little late to shush. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Shh. shh. <laughs> it's delayed. I'm just going to shift that part of the wave over your uh your speech that's all i'll do yeah yeah i'm gonna manipulate it all right um yeah i did well, do something that i found i mean it's really i i did something that i really didn't i went to an online forum about police abolition and um put on by a group called liberate don't incarcerate okay and they're washtenaw county specific and it just was it was really interesting because basically it was a lot of people talking about like, what do we want police to look like? What do we think safety? Like when we hear the word safety, what do we think? What does that mean to us? Yeah. You know, what do we want in a prosecutor? Which you know, I think it's kind of funny because I remember many episodes ago, me mentioning prosecutors, just being like, hey, prosecutors, why the fuck do they have so much power and no repercussions for when they do horrible shit? You yeah. Know? yeah. And um, the, the prosecutor's race in Washington, Washtenaw County is something that liberate don't incarcerate is paying a lot of attention to you know but they were talking about like what do you want a prosecutor to do like what you know what is what is good policing you know like it just was interesting you know yeah. especially since so many of the people who had contributed answers to these questions were either currently incarcerated or formerly incarcerated you know okay. so they have very firsthand experience one of the women who spoke her husband is currently incarcerated you know and I think what I took away from it more than anything was that these people in this organization, the way they think about how they want to see the world structured and what they, what they think we as humanity could do if we work together 
is so mind-blowingly optimistic for a group of people who have seen the fucking worst that the system has to offer. Yeah. You know, I mean, we went to uh, a, an event yesterday. It was just a really small like art show in a park in Ypsilanti for this organization. Okay. And there, there was like a little memorial chapel to like people who had died. And one of the people they were commemorating um, had died of dehydration because in his cell, they turned off his water for punishment of something or another, and they forgot to turn it back on. You know, that's, that happened in our state, in Washtenaw County. You know, like these kinds of things, we don't really recognize those of us who are privileged enough to not have to be a part of the system and don't uh -huh. see it firsthand. We don't know how completely, not only messed up it is, but also so just vile and negative and just unnecessarily vindictive. And you know, yeah. when you think about punishment, you know, the stuff that we're doing to people, like, and to quote unquote punish them for their crimes, we're not punishing them. We are pummeling them and we're making it almost impossible for them to come back out of that situation and be like, oh, I can be a member of society again. So yeah, I mean, it's like they want to humiliate them and make just sort of break them, break them for some reason. And then they can't, they're going to be worse people when they come out. It's just like you're not doing anything good or. I don't know, rep, rep, uh, rep, reparatory? You're yeah. not repairing them. Yeah. Restorative justice is one of the things that they're talking about, you know, re restoring order to the community. Yeah. And something happens. Like if a violent crime takes place, you know, one of the pe people who was answering these questions clearly was a victim of a very violent crime. And this person did not want the person who did this to her to go to jail. She wanted to see restorative justice and she wanted to have a say in what happened. But of course, that's not the way it works. They basically were like, get out of here. Um, we don't want to talk to you. Um, but it, she said that it made her healing process so much harder because of the fact that she was like, now all these things are happening because of what happened to me, but I have no control over them. And part of me was just like, I am just blown away that you're that thoughtful about someone who violently hurt you. Like, that's yeah, I was going to say that's some next level shit. Like you got to be on a different plane to be even considering that and not just being like, I want that motherfucker in jail for as long as possible. You know what I mean? Yes. And so yeah. it was really, in many respects, very uplifting to like hear from people who they don't think that things can't get better. And they do have amazingly good ideas, many of them based on firsthand experience. And they've seen the darkest and the worst you know, and I just find it really interesting that the people I know who don't have any connection to the criminal justice system, white yeah. suburban people, typically, they love the police. They love the criminal justice system. They want to see people, quote unquote, rot. I mean, people say that all the time. He yeah. should be in prison. Yeah. And I'm just like, do you really think about what you're saying? Yeah. Like, the fact that we incarcerate so much of our population, children and adults, like, more than any other country, I, I just feel like time in and of itself, taking someone's time away from them, that's something they literally can never get back. Why do we have to make it even worse? Like, why do you want on top of this person not being able to see their children for the next five years? Why do you also want to make sure they never eat food that's nutritious? They never feel safe. They never have a good night's sleep. Like, why, why are these things to you acceptable on top of the fact that we've already like I think given this person the ultimate punishment, which is robbing you of, of your life 
and by life, I don't mean taking your life. I mean, your ability to interact with and be a part of your community and be with yeah. your loved one. Like, yeah, yeah, you can't do that. You can't experience your family your time. You can't, you can't learn anything. You can't self-improve other than like working out, I guess, is generally the prison stereotype. But like, and then they make it impossible to call your, your family because it's expensive. Yep. And then, you know, it's sort of... It's punitive at, at literally every single point. Let, right. I consider it cruel and unusual. Like I, really, I would think I would so about, too you know, like the definitions that like justice is used. It's cruel and unusual. It's also um, ineffective. It's not working, you know? So on top of being like really awful, it's also not working. And yeah. I just, I wish more people who had nothing to do with the system. Like, I don't know how to get through to somebody like that who thinks that the way our justice system works is just like an episode of Law and Order. Is it that they are happy with it because they are safe? quote unquote safe you know what i mean like it, and and it's some like implied sense they think the cops are doing that yes otherwise it's gonna be chaos in their yes. little suburb i guess i like i don't get that like i if you took the ferndale cops off the street i don't think ferndale's gonna turn into chaos i i seriously seriously do not it's not um but the thing that i found really interesting about this was these people that you're talking about right now you're describing that's exactly the mindset that I see a lot of like suburban people have. Essentially, they are living in fear of the other and they see quote unquote the law and order of the justice system as protecting them and without them, chaos would ensue. So I would argue that some of these people who are incarcerated, who are thinking about restorative justice and ways to make their communities better are actually like, or formerly incarcerated too, they're freer in terms of like what they're concentrating on. They're not living in fear of the other. They're trying to better themselves and make things better. And yeah. their optimism and their creativity, I just, I just found it so inspiring because it wasn't this like, if you take away the cops, then everything's gonna fall apart and it's gonna I, be chaos. You know what, I'm kind of trying, I'm sort of likening this to like sort of hitting rock bottom. I think maybe they may have like hit their social societal rock bottom where they're kind of like at the bottom of the ladder and then they're kind, you're kind of free to, I don't know, rethink your life, rethink life in general, sort of reinvent yourself. I. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's sort of how I felt a little bit, but I, I don't know how that feels when you're incarcerated and on the bottom rung of like the societal hierarchy. Right. Um, Cause you're saying these are, these are people that were in prison, right? County that's prison. Okay. Are. Yeah. Or still are. Yeah. And they're optimistic about how to fix policing. That's a little. One of the people, one of, I, and again, the reason I say one of the people, I don't know who these people are. And a lot of them, they were showing us quotes from like a community forum they had had on Zoom earlier. You know, so I wasn't listening to all these people speak firsthand. So gotcha. um, but one of the okay. people who I believe is currently or formerly incarcerated was saying that she doesn't want to see or he, um, Breonna Taylor's killers go to prison. She wants to see if there's another way that we can restore order and justice to the community without putting these three officers into the system that they, they've already experienced. Experienced. Yeah. And they're like, this is so bad. I don't even want these like white cops to, to have to do this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
they're like, this isn't just the wrong people are in the system. The right. whole system is so broken that yeah. we don't think the answer is for, the, for these people to go to prison, you know, even though what they did was super heinous. But it just was very thoughtful. I just, yeah. was like, holy shit, like that never yeah. crossed my mind. And here I am like very much wanting to like see, you know, the police defunded and everything switched up. I still was like, put those fucking guys in jail. But now I'm like, I mean, I still think they should be. I think they should go to jail too. I'm not going to be that nice about it. Totally. But the fact that that was something that was entertained as like, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't want anyone. I well, I think ideally in the long run, we are going to have to probably think about solutions like that because you can't really make a clean shift over if you still have remnants of the uh, current incarceration system right. in place, right? right? Like, so... Uh and I think that's the problem with, you know, um, I got to do some research on my ballot for Oakland County for the April 4, or August 4th election. Um, there's a bunch of uh, judges and uh, county things. But I know that one of the judges is for, you know, expunging marijuana uh, yeah. charges to make them in line with what's legal in the state and whatever. That's awesome. And well, the other one is not. So that like makes my, makes my decision very easy right. um, as far as who to vote for. But I'm like, how are these judges, what is their intention if, if they're meant to be interpreters of the law and people were incarcerated under an older invalid interpretation of the law? why is it okay that they continue their punishment? Right. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's just, there's a lot, there's so many moving parts in this like judicial system overhaul. And I think that's something a lot of people don't think about. They're, all they're thinking about is the police, you know? And I think your point about people hitting rock bottom is probably true. I mean, fuck, I can't even imagine being in jail or prison. But I think the other side of it is we just saw how they make the sausage. Like we literally just went through the machine and saw it firsthand and it is ugly and unjust and horrible yeah. and broken you know so they can safely say like this is not okay you know this is this really is, uh we need to stop eating sausage and, and go vegan i think that's right of... Free the sausage wait yeah. wait what no that's not that's another thing altogether that's like god damn it there should never be a free the sausage campaign i agree <laughs> <laughs> on my end I, uh, I have a habit of not recognizing that what I'm saying is um, crass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad that that delighted you so. That's oh, I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's comedy, man. That's, uh, that's what we talked about today, comedy. Um, I was going to say, so wait, were you and Jane... Um, Oh, first of all, did Jane get an air fryer? Has she gotten an air fryer yet? I've not gotten an air fryer yet. No. no? Okay. I still recommend. It's still up there. Anybody listening? Air fryer, amazing appliance. This um, episode is um, sponsored by Air Fryer. Yeah, Air Fryer Corporation. Yeah. Airfryer.com. Dot com. And uh, you were saying, were you telling me that you were doing a rewatch of 30 Rock? Yes, we were watching 30 Rock. Are you still or are you done? We, we watched an episode the other night and it was cringeworthy. Oh. Like, it was one of the ones featuring Jack's mom. I can't remember the actress's name right now. Yeah. Um, she recently passed away. 
and she's really funny, but a lot of the stuff that they wrote for her, you know, basically like, oh, she's an old rich white lady. Yeah. We can get murder here. And some of the stuff she says were like, oh, It's God, fucking racist. No. She's just racist and classist and yeah. She's got yes. all, of, all of that uh, East Coast old white lady, rich lady. Yes. But it wasn't even just her. I mean, the, the episode opened with some kind of racist joke that I can't remember. Something, something about yeah something about um liz lemon's boyfriend's elementary school teacher being a former black panther i can't remember exactly okay 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 uh well i was just because i i i couldn't find the citation and maybe i will for the show notes but i had heard about a study where they were saying that people with high anxiety rewatch tv shows yes with a lot of regularity like they don't want and this is me i will put on shows like 30 Rock or yep. those shows. Cause I don't want a new, that, you know, that's part of my problem with people are like, oh, listen to the new Dave Chappelle. I'm like, I'm so anxious that I'm not gonna like it and that I have to pay attention. And I know I don't even wanna try. That's like, I'm so fucked up in that sense that it's like any other normal person would be like, yeah, I'll pop that on and check it out. And like, for me, it's like, no, I'll, I would rather just, watch Seinfeld again or whatever, you know? Yeah. I don't I mean, know. When this all started, like when it, when the lockdowns first started, Jane and I, re, I mean, we always watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race, but I mean, we, we definitely rewatched seasons that I had already seen. And I was like, I, that's fine. I do not want any more surprises right now. This is, yeah. Can't do it. So yeah, yeah. I I could totally yeah, no, I could totally rewatch like seasons of Top Chef if there were like interesting people on it or whatever. I could like I know who won the series. It doesn't matter. It's like yeah. Do you ever watch the Great British Baking Show? I have. I like it. I I like that show quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very flat. Yeah, is that what you said? Flat. I said relaxing, but oh, because you made a flat uh, motion. I didn't. I didn't catch that. But yeah. It's, it's not, it doesn't have uh, the ups and downs. It's not a Gordon Ramsay right, right. swearing in your yeah. face kind of British. That's right. Like people are actually nice to each other and help each other out. You yeah, know, it's, it's, it's calm. It's nice. No one ever says, I didn't come here to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like, I didn't come here to make mates. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. They're all from Australia. You blokes better check it out. No, I don't know. I don't know. On that note, let's let's get the fuck out of here. That was a really good English accent. We're gonna need to hear more of that next time. I've been working on it. It's, it's going joke. poorly. So Well cheerio Camille. Well cheerio, Laura. <laughs> Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.